0: Welcome to Muse Views, the podcast for the Muse community about the Muse community. Muse is a nonprofit education networking group for users of the Meditech electronic health record system. Here on our podcast, we chat with healthcare IT folks about ideas, opportunities, strategies, and solutions to improve work life experiences and share views you can use. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, TJ Temple. Thank you for joining us today. Today, we welcome a special guest from Meditech that is very well known among the Muse community. I'm pleased to welcome Meditech Senior Vice President, Hoda Syed-Friel, to the podcast. During her 37-year tenure at Meditech, Hoda has charted Meditech's strategic direction, overseeing evolution of Meditech EHR to optimize the customer experience. She established a Meditech Professional Services Group, which provides services to help clients optimize and demonstrate value from the Meditech EHR system. Hoda has a passion for pushing the adoption of EHR technology and using the data within the EHR to improve safety, quality, and efficiency of healthcare on both the national and local levels. She's consulted with national leaders and served on multiple work groups to push these passions from a policy level. Many of the listeners will recognize her voice from her contributions to the Muse communities, including several keynote speeches and addresses at conferences. Join me as we talk to Hoda about exciting things going on at Meditech, what policy items are impacting the EHR landscape, and how the meditech News relationship shape both organizations. Hoda, welcome to the podcast.
1: TJ, thank you. I'm delighted to be here.
0: When we get started here, I doing some research for your bio there, I, I didn't realize that you were a uh, former medical technologist, and uh, that's how I got my start as well. So that makes a lot of sense when it comes to your passion for data and genomics and all those things. So that was kind of an interesting uh, thing we have in common.
1: Yeah, I was able to translate uh, my work as a medical technologist and working into the healthcare experience to Meditech. So definitely that strong value that we got in school, TJ, of learning all the ins and outs of uh, clinical disease really um, came into play in designing EHRs.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Very cool. Glad to have that in common. So obviously, over your 37 years, you've had you know lots of different areas of responsibility. And I know one of the areas was you're responsible for strategic direction. So kind of talk to us about that role and what strategy do you feel was the most significant and why?
1: Yeah, so I started the... Product manager group several years ago, I can't even remember how long ago, and it was really to make sure that when we developed our products, that we actually understood not only what the user was going through, but sort of the challenges that they were going through as they delivered healthcare. So some of the most significant things, um, there are many things over that 10-year that of, of, of strategy, but some of the most significant things were just creating the web user interface. I think we wanted to make the experience with the EHR A lot easier, a lot faster, and knowing that our healthcare givers are are mobile, wanted to make it mobile as well. So that was a really significant thing. It's significant also with respect that we started using technology that wasn't developed by Meditech. So the impact of that was really huge and really is propelling some of the newer things that I'll talk about a little bit later. The other area was with clinical decision support and using surveillance. Um, Surveillance allows us to like sort of monitor the problems and predict some of the things that might happen to our patients before they happen and and take some corrective action uh, in doing that. So that was huge. The other area was, as you mentioned, analytics. Um, Business and clinical analytics, again, was developed, you know, with my team Trying to use, you know, now that we were collecting all this data, what are we going to do with it? How do we provide insight into operational and and clinical things that we need to pay attention to? So that was huge. And then the other part of this was using the analytics for population health. So we all know that we need to manage large populations for chronic disease management, to look at social determinants, all of those things. So business and clinical analytics, and along with population health and the dashboards that we created are, are critical to, to doing both of those things. And as you mentioned, genomics, that was has been one of my passions. And I think I've been talking about genomics for probably about 15 years before <laughs> it became um, vogue. And and I'm sure many of the listeners have heard me sort of talk about it in, in some of the, the presentations at Muse. And it's finally mm-hmm. come to light. And I can't underscore the importance of moving into this arena and providing tools for our, our clinicians to actually use them in, in the course of care. So being able to, you know, pinpoint the right treatment plan for a patient based on their genetic makeup is huge. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, I'm glad to see that this particular product is finally taking traction and we have several customers um, using it already. So that brings a lot of joy and a lot of accomplishment and, and making sure that, you know, those things that you spent time developing are, are really being used by our clinicians.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We've had two guests on the podcast talk about genomics and it's been really interesting what they're doing with it. Um, one of them was the CMIO at Golden Valley, you know, a smaller hospital here in just north of me in Missouri. And, and they're doing some really interesting stuff for a, a small community hospital with genomics. So it's, that's exciting.
1: Yeah, it is exciting. I think, you know, what we really try to do at Meditech, you know, we're we're so committed to the community hospital base and the rural hospital base that we want to bring these sophisticated tools into those environments. So we're not just, you know, creating these tools for the large academics and so forth. We're creating it for the Dr. Bill Daly's at at Golden Valley, you know, 50-bed <laughs> yeah. hospital, you know, in Missouri. Right. So, you know, that I think we take a lot of pride in being able to create create these sophisticated tools for that particular audience.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned the web-based nature of of the new Expanse product. You know, it's been really exciting to see from magic all the way up to Expanse now. And, you know, I just came off a a go live in another site and and they actually had the web nursing tool. Mm -hmm. So you just keep expanding that, you know, that web platform. And I I really think that's giving you guys a, you know, a foothold in the industry and puts you ahead of some of those others that are, you know, still kind of client-based. So that's, that's very cool.
1: Exactly. And it really is laying the groundwork for some of the future things that that we're doing as well. So, um, you know, moving to the cloud is a lot easier when you're web-based than when you have to move all of your proprietary software um, into another environment. So I think it it really did lay the foundation um, for a lot of things to come. And, you know, again, we're using not only web-based tools, but other tools that, you know, are more at our disposal. So we don't feel like we have to invent everything that we do any longer. Longer. You yeah. know, certainly we were pioneers in that area, mm-hmm. inventing magic and inventing mumps. <laughs> and certainly there, you know, magic's still alive and mumps still alive, but mm-hmm. there are more sophisticated tools that are at our disposal that we'll take advantage of.
0: Yeah, great. Very cool. So let's let's uh, shift gears into another one of your, your kind of creation series and professional services. Talk to us about the current state of professional services in Meditech and what you see going in the future.
1: Yeah. So, you know, professional services was created because we wanted to have our customers take advantage of all these sophisticated tools. And they needed more help than they might have had from their own pool of people in their IT departments and, and nursing and physician departments. So we created professional services to give them that jump and that leg up to use these more sophisticated tools. And we've had a lot of success. Now, pending my retirement from Meditech, it kind of caused us to kind of sit back and and think about sort of the future of professional services. And what we decided to do is not make it go away, but actually just reorganized it. So we moved, you know, Janet DeRoche and and Doug Elaine and and, um, Joe Coughlin and their teams that did professional services into the implementation and client services group. So we'll continue to offer those services, especially around surveillance and MIPS reporting and, and BCA. And dashboards and, and so forth and optimization. So they'll be sort of moved into the other groups, but they're definitely not going away. We learned a lot through doing professional services and we brought in a lot of people with backgrounds in, in healthcare. So you're, you know, when we do professional services, you're not getting, you know, the one and two year graduates um, out of college doing these things. These are nurses, they're physicians, they're experienced folks. So it's it's definitely meant for people to move expanse forward and, and take advantage of the genomics and the surveillance and the BCA and the pop health.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I've seen it be very successful, especially around BCA. You know, that's a a newer product and it's pretty specific to Meditech. And there's not a lot of uh, industry knowledge out there about that. And uh, the the sites that have used uh, Meditech professional services for for BCA have done some really exciting things and and created some great dashboards. So.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we've we've done the gamut of things like just opioid tracking mm-hmm. and antimicrobial stewardship tracking, along with things like utilization of surgical suites as well, um, RVU tracking. So we've yeah. created, you know, with the help and sort of guidance of our customers, created these dashboards that we'll be offering um, to other customers as, as we develop them and more to come in that area. Um, the group is doing a tremendous job, and if you think about what's coming with AI and all of that, all of those things will play together.
0: Yeah. Okay, great. So let's uh, let's talk about some policy stuff. So obviously, you know, you have a passion for that and, and have uh, represented Meditech and, and the, the Meditech community and the hospital community uh, on many levels there. So what do you see coming down the pipe, either from a regulatory standpoint or, you know, a kind of a, a policy standpoint that you're excited about or, or maybe that you're worried about or, or have concerns with?
1: Are both right. (laughs) Um, So there is a, a tsunami of regulatory items coming at us. I can't. When I use that word tsunami, I am not kidding you. So there's so much coming our way. Interoperability continues to be the key driver. So that's the, the main thing. So we're going to see, you know, ONC and CMS um, and other agencies sort of take advantage of the inroads that we've made with interoperability. So it goes beyond what we're showing, um, you know, displaying in a CCD. So we're adding insurance information, payer information, social determinants. We're sharing a full EHI, which is codified data and uncodified data, all of those reports. So there's a packet of information and being able to share that and, and share it for the patient and share it in bulk with others. But the the latest thing that I think we need to be sort of watchful of is prior authorization. That is a big, huge Mm. animal um, because it not only involves the payers, but it really makes us think about the workflow in getting pre-authorization for for treatment and who does it? When do they do it? How do they do it? So it's, it's pretty big. A line And so there's the workflow part, which I think is actually harder than the technology part of it. Right. So implementation guides are out there already for this, but it's really, you know, sort of working it into the workflow and doing that. And then really big, big major changes on clinical decision support algorithm. Mm -hmm. And not just the ones that are produced by AI. Certainly AI is going to be the sort of the driver of putting some controls on it and making sure that when people are getting decision support messages that they understand the derivation of those recommendations that have been made. But it goes just, like I said, beyond just AI, but all the clinical decision support. I talked about surveillance. I talked about um, BCA and some of the things that we do there. It's going to regulate all of those things. So we have to be prepared. So ONC released this HTI-1, and there's going to be an HTI-2. So this area of clinical decision support sort of is going Going to be all consuming for us. And, and, you know, we have a whole team of people keeping a, a watchful eye on this and releasing guidance as we get through it all.
0: Okay. Great. Yeah. I've always appreciated Meditech's. Like you said, you have a dedicated team and dedicated section of your website that's all regulatory and, you know, have all these updates and you can subscribe to the page. And you guys do a good job of making sense of sometimes, you know, thousand page documents and just getting us what we need to know. So it is very hard to navigate. And we're we're glad we have a vendor like you that helps us kind of weed through all that and, and make sure we're compliant. So
1: yeah, thank you. Thank you.
0: That's good. So let's talk about Muse a little bit. Let's, uh, you're 37 years at Meditech and now it's 40 years of Muse. So you've, you've almost had the same kind of yeah. longevity in both areas <laughs> there. So as we kind of move into celebrating this at the conference that's coming up next, next month in June, tell us some of your memories, what sticks out in your mind, whether it's uh, people you've met along the way or a special conference that you attended or anything like that.
1: Yeah. so I love muse it was always one of my favorite venues and events to to both attend and and present at I remember I think sort of participating in muse in the late 1990s so that's um, that's how old muse is and that's kind of <laughs> how old I am too so we don't want to talk about that but I enjoyed connecting with the customers face to face it's you know it wasn't via tasks it wasn't via conference calls when they were unhappy about something but it was face to face and getting to know you know the customers and and having them get to know us too as people and not just the vendor. Mm-hmm. I think that was the the major part of Muse is that relationship building. And and what I saw happen over you know the the 37 years is it moving away from just the um, stickies on the wall and, and voting on in the peer group sessions on voting on enhancements <laughs> right. and and the arm wrestling that went with the Meditech folks and the representatives as well as each other and the peer groups as to what was gonna make the list. So that Mm -hmm. was always what was gonna be the, the top 10. So I've seen it sort of move from that to how to help Meditech's product evolve in a more strategic way versus let's change this field in this dictionary or let's add this prompt on, on this screen. So I think you know, having the, the users basically let us know, you know, the problems that they're facing and the things that they need us to address on a more global basis, I think really was the value of Muse. The other value that I found is when we did, and you know, I did this on many occasions. Present Meditech strategy and vision is to kind of get the audience feedback from mm-hmm. from that. Were we headed in the right direction? Were we solving your problems? Were were we helping you with the things that we're doing? And in some cases, it was yes. In some cases, is you know, I'm not dealing with that right now, mm-hmm. but I thank you for thinking about it for us, you know, so genomics falls into that that category. You know, I'm not dealing with it right now, but you know, thank you for for looking forward and doing that. And allowing Meditech to align its strategies with the customer strategies, I think was the the key point of, of of Muse and, and what we we're able to do there. And notwithstanding Alan's show, that was another <laughs> reason why I loved Muse is, right. is his dry wit and sort of the, the, uh, the, the color that he gave um, um, to the, the Muse organization. Yeah. And it's amazing that it's been around this long. And I, I really look forward to another 40 years of it. So maybe I'll, I'll, I'll pop in even after retirement <laughs> and, and uh, make a visit of, of some sort.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm sure you're definitely welcome. And, you know, obviously Muse wouldn't exist without Meditech. And, and we certainly appreciate the, uh, the Meditech contribution to the, to the conferences and, you know, and most of the webinars and everything that um, Muse offers, there's always a Meditech presence on the line, whether they're, you know, listening or contributing or, or, um, you know, those sort of things. So it's, it's been a really nice symbiotic relationship over these years. And like you said, I hope to see it continue.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think it's a different atmosphere than other users' conferences. Yeah, definitely um, different. It's different than time. It's different than than other things. So yeah. basically, this is one of the highlights, you know, for, for Meditech um, attendees. And you have some good speakers coming up this year. So I think it'll be a, a great conference.
0: Yeah, I hope so, too. Thanks so much for that. So Hoda, as we wrap up, um, I always like to kind of end on a personal note and ask something that's going on or, or uh, you know, what you're into these days. But you've mentioned it a couple of times here. There's been a rumor about your retirement. So tell us what's going on with that and what's next for you.
1: Yeah, so um, so it's not a rumor. So I am retiring at the end of 2023, and you know I'm really looking forward to. You know, everyone says this, but it's really true. Spending time with family and friends, and you know, you don't work hard all these years and you know make money and do all this to not enjoy it at some point um, in your life. So um, I'm planning to do a lot of travel. I actually already have two trips planned: um, a trip to Egypt, three weeks in Egypt with my mother, um, and then another one in Hawaii for for a couple weeks with my, my partner, Richard. So I'm really just looking forward to having a little bit more fun and enjoying it, but you know, who knows where I might end up uh, later. Maybe I start my own thing who, who yeah. knows, but Thank you know, I'd like to take this time. Will I still have the energy, the health and everything else to kind of enjoy, um, enjoy life a little bit and, and, um, do some more fun things.
0: Awesome. Well, that that's very important, obviously, and sounds like you've already got some some great plans going. and And uh, we wish you the best of luck in in your in your next adventure. And um, I'm sure we'll see you, see you along the way somewhere. I, most of the time, these Meditech folks can't just quit Gold Turkey; They're, they they got to keep something something burning in the background. So, <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know my my dedication for healthcare certainly is still there. So you know what, you never know. So
0: well, thanks, Oda. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And thank you for your contributions to Muse all these many years. And it's it's been a pleasure uh, getting to know you and having board dinners with you. And, you know, we really appreciate all the contribution you've you've given to the Muse community and the Meditech community at large. And we wish you the best of luck in your next adventure. So thanks again.
1: Much appreciated. Thank you, today.
0: Thanks for listening to Muse Views. Don't forget to rate and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcast fix. And visit museweb.org to join the podcast forum and for information about Muse.